Chapter 1. The Whisper in the Static. Vincent Morrow sat hunched in his favorite armchair, his eyes fixed on the old radio sitting on the scarred wooden desk across the room. Outside, the world slept under a thick blanket of darkness, its shadows seeping through the cracks in Vincent's dilapidated house, whispering secrets that only loners like him could decipher. Wrapped in the solitude of his study, Vincent's fingers danced across the radio's dial, searching for the faintest crackle and hiss of late-night broadcasts. He had always found comfort in the distant voices that traversed through the midnight airwaves, providing him with a connection to a world he had chosen to leave behind. But tonight, everything changed. As he rummaged through the musty aisles of the local antique store earlier that day, a peculiar object caught his weary eye. A 1940s radio with an odd inscription etched on its base. Tune in when the world sleeps. It was a beckoning call, a whispered invitation into a realm unknown. Curiosity peaked. Vincent couldn't resist the allure of the mysterious radio. Little did he know that this seemingly innocent discovery would unravel his solitary existence and plunge him into a web of sinister intrigue. As midnight loomed, Vincent felt a chill snake down his spine, the anticipation prickling his skin. With trembling hands, he adjusted the antennas and switched on the radio. The sound of static filled the room, like the breath of some unseen specter, synchronizing with the pounding of Vincent's heart. Just as the clock struck twelve, a voice emerged from the grainy whisperings, resonating with power and a hint of malevolence. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world where nightmares come to life. This is, Midnight Murmurs, with your host, the night speaker, the voice said, its timbre both enthralling and unsettling. Vincent leaned closer, his eyes widening with a mix of fascination and dread. A shiver ran down his spine as the night speaker weaved tales of terror and dread, describing scenes that seemed to transcend the confines of the radio, making them almost tangible. Each story grew darker, more macabre, as the night speaker conjured images of unseen horrors, creeping into Vincent's imagination and taking root there. The chilling tales began in far-off places, but as the nights went by, they grew closer, eerily mirroring Vincent's own reality. The sound of the night speaker's voice, distorted yet seductive, drew Vincent in like a moth to a flame. But the closer the narratives came to his own life, the more his fingertips quivered with unease, a nagging worry that refused to be silenced. Unable to bear the weight of his mounting fears alone, Vincent decided to confide in his neighbor, Mrs. Henley. He knocked on her door, hoping for a listening ear, someone who would understand the growing dread within him. Mrs. Henley, clad in a faded floral gown, opened the door reluctantly, her eyes filled with both concern and caution. Vincent, dear, what's troubling you? She asked, her voice edged with a motherly affection. Breathing heavily, Vincent struggled to find the right words. Mrs. Henley, he began, his voice quivering. There's something happening, something connected to the radio. It's talking about events that, that are happening here, in our town. Mrs. Henley's eyes widened, her wrinkled face a canvas of surprise and skepticism. Vincent, you've always been a bit peculiar, but this, this sounds like the side effects of your isolation. You need to stay grounded in reality, dear. Vincent's heart sank. He had hoped for understanding, for someone to validate his growing fears. But Mrs. Henley's dismissive tone only deepened his sense of paranoia but fate had other plans. Just as Vincent closed the door to Mrs. Henley's doubtful gaze, a sharp knock echoed through the house. His heart skipped a beat as he made his way to the front door, afraid to confront the approaching reality. 
On the other side stood a man in a worn-out detective's coat, his eyes weary yet sharp, like a predator on the hunt. Vincent Morrow? Detective Lorne, at your service. Mind if I come in? We need to have a little chat, he said, his tone a mix of curiosity and suspicion. Vincent's blood turned to ice as the words left the detective's lips. Could it be that the connection between the radio and the real-world horrors was not just his imagination? Was there more to the night speaker's stories than met the ear? With trepidation gnawing at his soul, Vincent invited Detective Lorne into his home, unaware that this would be the beginning of a dark and twisted journey, one that would blur the lines between his sanity and the sinister broadcasting of Midnight Murmurs. Little did he know, as the clock ticked towards another midnight rendezvous with terror, that he was about to become not just a listener, but an unwilling participant in the twisted game orchestrated by the night speaker. To be continued. Chapter 2. Entangled Whispers. Detective Lorne stepped cautiously into Vincent's dimly lit study, his eyes scanning the cluttered shelves and the worn desk that held the strange radio. The room felt suffocating, the weight of Vincent's growing paranoia lingering in the air. Vincent took a deep breath, trying to steady his trembling hands. Please, have a seat, detective, he said, gesturing to the worn-out armchair across from him. Detective Lorne lowered himself onto the creaking chair, his eyes never leaving Vincent's face. Vincent, you mentioned something about the radio being connected to the events in our town. Care to elaborate? Vincent wrung his hands, his fingers slipping over each other nervously. It all started with the radio show, Midnight Murmurs. Every night, I listened to it, and the stories, they started off as distant, otherworldly. But recently, they began to describe events happening here, on our street, in our town. Detective Lorne leaned forward, engulfed in a mixture of intrigue and concern. What kind of events, Vincent? Vincent's voice trembled as he recounted the details. It began with simple descriptions, landmarks, and routines. I recognized them from my own life. But then it escalated. The night speaker described a burglary at Mr. Pearson's antique store, and the radio was the only way anyone could have known about it before the news broke. Detective Lorne's brow furrowed. That is unusual indeed. But, Vincent, how can you be sure this is not merely a coincidence? How do you know it's not just your own mind playing tricks on you? Vincent gazed at the detective, desperation in his eyes. I thought the same thing at first. But Mrs. Henley, she heard the show too, detective. She knows something's not right. And now, you're here asking about these strange occurrences. Detective Lorne leaned back in his chair, his expression pensive. All right, Vincent. Let's assume for a moment that there's some truth to what you're saying. We need to gather evidence, establish a connection. Vincent nodded, relief washing over him. Finally, someone believed him. Yes, detective. But how do we do that? How can we prove that these events are being transmitted through the radio? A thoughtful silence hung in the room for a moment before Detective Lorne spoke, tapping his fingers against the armrest. Vincent, where did you acquire this radio? Do you know anything about its history? Vincent recounted his visit to Marjorie's antique store, describing the inscription on the radio's base. Marjorie might have some answers. She seems to know the history behind her items. Perhaps she can shed some light on this peculiar radio. Detective Lorne stood up, straightening his coat. Let's pay Marjorie a visit, shall we? It's time to untangle the whispers and find out what secrets that radio holds. Together, Vincent and Detective Lorne left the musty study, stepping out into the chilly night air. The street lamps flickered, casting long shadows that danced in the wind. 
As they walked towards Marjorie's shop, their conversation intertwined with the unease that permeated their surroundings. Vincent mustered the courage to ask, his voice shaking slightly, Detective, what if we can't find any evidence? What if? What if the radio really is just playing tricks on us? Detective Lorne's gaze hardened, determination clear in his voice. Even if that were the case, Vincent, the fact remains that an uncanny connection exists between the radio show and the events unfolding around us. We owe it to ourselves and our town to explore every possible lead. As they approached Marjorie's store, its windows darkened like sealed secrets, Vincent's heart quickened with a mix of apprehension and hope. The truth lay within those walls, waiting to be unraveled. Little did they know that their journey into the depths of the unknown had only just begun, and the answers they sought would demand sacrifices neither of them were prepared to make. A haunting melody drifted through the night, blending with the distant whistle of the wind, beckoning them forward into a labyrinth of darkness and deceit. To be continued. Chapter 3. Secrets Bound in Dust. Marjorie's antique store appeared frozen in time, its faded sign swinging slightly in the breeze. Vincent and Detective Lorne pushed open the creaking door, dust motes dancing in the pale shafts of sunlight that found their way through the grimy windows. The scent of old books and forgotten memories enveloped them as they stepped further into the store, their footsteps muffled by the worn-out carpet. Behind the counter stood Marjorie, her gaze fixed on a delicate porcelain figurine in her hands. Vincent cleared his throat, his voice laced with uncertainty. Marjorie, we need your help. Something strange is happening, and it's all connected to this radio. He nodded towards the peculiar device clutched in his hands. Marjorie's eyes flickered towards the radio, a glimmer of recognition flashing across her face. Ah, the midnight murmurs radio, she said, her voice tinged with a mix of awe and trepidation. I found it buried beneath a pile of forgotten relics. It called out to me, begging to be brought back to life. Detective Lorne leaned forward, his eyes locked on Marjorie. Tell us, Marjorie, do you know anything about the history of this radio? What secrets lie within its soothing whispers? Marjorie's weathered hands trembled slightly as she placed the porcelain figurine down with care. That radio. It's more than it seems, she began, her voice soft but filled with a deep-seated knowledge. Legend has it that it was crafted by an enigmatic figure, an inventor known as Maxwell Nightshade who had an uncanny knack for blending science and the supernatural. Detective Lorne furrowed his brow in contemplation. Maxwell Nightshade? I've heard that name before. Stories of his creations being linked to strange occurrences. But how does this radio fit into the puzzle? Marjorie's eyes drifted from the detective to Vincent, recognizing his desperation. This radio was said to possess a unique power, the ability to tap into the hidden recesses of reality to capture whispers from alternate dimensions. Maxwell Nightshade believed it could communicate with unseen realms, bringing forth their dark secrets. Vincent's breath hitched, the weight of the revelation sending chills down his spine. But why me? Why is the radio focusing on my life, my town? Marjorie's gaze softened, her voice tinged with sympathy. Vincent, I sense a connection between you and the radio. It is drawing upon your experiences, your memories, to craft its tales of terror. Perhaps there is a reason, a deep-seated bond that connects you to the world within the radio. Detective Lorne's eyes narrowed, his voice steely. Marjorie, we need to find a way to sever this link, to stop the night speaker's influence before it consumes Vincent's very existence. Marjorie sighed, her weary eyes scanning the rows of ancient objects surrounding them. 
There is a way, but it won't be easy. According to the legends, a ritual must be performed under the light of a blood moon to break the bond between the listener and the radio. Vincent's heart pounded in his chest, his mind swirling with equal parts fear and determination. Then we must do it. We cannot allow the night speaker's stories to control our lives any longer. Detective Lorne nodded, a resolute fire in his eyes. Agreed. We'll gather the necessary materials and perform the ritual. We won't let this darkness consume you, Vincent. As they left Marjorie's store, a newfound determination seeped into Vincent's bones, the weight of the impending ritual both daunting and hopeful. With the knowledge he had acquired and the support of Detective Lorne and Marjorie, Vincent felt a glimmer of a fighting chance, a chance to reclaim his reality from the clutches of the enigmatic night speaker. But little did they know, darkness had already begun to infect the edges of their world, looming closer, as if aware of their attempts to break free. The night speaker's stories grew more sinister, their influence stretching beyond the world inside the radio. As the trio ventured forth towards the ritual that would unravel the intertwined fates, they couldn't help but wonder if they were climbing towards salvation or simply walking further into the abyss. To be continued. Chapter 4. The Moon's Crimson Embrace. Under the pale light of the blood moon, Vincent, Detective Lorne, and Marjorie stood in the heart of the wood surrounding their town. Their faces were illuminated by the soft glow, shadows dancing across their features as they prepared for the intricate ritual that would sever the connection between Vincent and the enigmatic night speaker. Marjorie held a weathered leather-bound book in her hands, the ancient pages filled with symbols and incantations. She traced her finger over the worn text, her voice resonating with a mixture of reverence and caution. We must speak these words with unwavering conviction. The night speaker draws power from fear and doubt, but we must stand strong. Vincent nodded, his voice unwavering. I am ready. Ready to reclaim my reality and silence the whispers that consume my every waking moment. Detective Lorne grasped Vincent's shoulder, his voice steady and resolute. We stand with you, Vincent. We won't let the night speaker's influence destroy you any longer. Together, the three of them began the ritual, their voices blending in a chorus of determination and hope. The forest seemed to hold its breath as they chanted, the air thick with anticipation. The ancient syllables swirled around them, weaving a tapestry of energy that crackled through the night. The blood moon cast an otherworldly glow casting eerie shadows as if the very fabric of reality trembled in response to their incantations. Suddenly, the atmosphere shifted, and a gust of wind rustled through the leaves. The radio, resting on a moss-covered stump, crackled to life. The night speaker's voice echoed through the forest, encapsulating the sinister allure of midnight secrets. They cannot break the bond we share, dear Vincent, the night speaker hissed. I know your deepest fears, your darkest desires. You cannot escape me. Vincent clenched his fists, determination fueling his resolve. We are stronger than you. I refuse to be a pawn in your twisted game any longer. Marjorie stepped forward, her voice filled with authority. Vincent Morrow is not yours to control. In the name of ancient powers and the light that banishes darkness, we sever this connection. The ground beneath them trembled as if the very earth responded to their proclamation. The radio crackled louder, its voice distorted by a growing fury. But Vincent, Detective Lorne, and Marjorie stood firm, bound together in their shared purpose. As the last words of the ritual reverberated through the forest, the woods fell silent. The night speaker's voice vanished into the ether, 
leaving only the whisper of a departing breeze and the distant chirping of night creatures. Vincent exhaled, a weight lifted from his shoulders, the tendrils of the night speaker's influence dissipating. It's over, he said, a mixture of relief and exhaustion in his voice. Detective Lorne nodded, a reassuring smile gracing his face. You did it, Vincent. We did it. You've triumphed over the darkness that haunted you. Marjorie's eyes gleamed with pride as she closed the ancient book, its secrets safeguarded once more. Now, Vincent, you can live your life free from the night speaker's grasp. The radio will become nothing more than an artifact of an unforgettable battle. As they made their way back to the town, a sense of peace settled upon Vincent's shoulders. The moonlight guided them through the winding paths, their steps lightened by the knowledge that they had defied the intertwining of reality and fiction. But little did they know, lurking in the shadows, the night speaker plotted his return, eager to reclaim the hold he had once possessed. Their victory was merely the beginning of a deeper and more treacherous battle, one that would test their resolve, their bonds, and their very sanity. To be continued. Chapter 5. The Echo of Whispers. Vincent, Detective Lorne, and Marjorie returned to the quiet town, the streets still cloaked in the remnants of the night's eerie silence. The moon had faded, its crimson glow giving way to the pale light of dawn, as if washing away the remnants of the previous night's struggle. As they reached Vincent's house, gratitude filled his heart. I can't thank the both of you enough. Without your belief and support, I might have been lost to the night speaker's clutches forever, Vincent said, his voice tinged with relief. Detective Lorne offered a reassuring smile. We faced the darkness together, Vincent. You showed incredible strength. But remember, the night speaker won't give up easily. We must remain vigilant. Marjorie added, her eyes glinting with determination, indeed, the whispers will continue. The night speaker seeks to regain his grip on this world. But armed with knowledge and unity, we can resist his influence. As Vincent opened his front door, a glimmer of trepidation danced within his eyes. He knew this wasn't the end, merely a respite before the next storm. Nevertheless, he stepped into his home, bracing himself for the battles yet to come. Days turned into weeks, and life seemed to regain a sense of normalcy. Vincent connected with newfound strength and awareness, no longer bound by the night speaker's grip. The radio sat in a corner, its static-filled airwaves silenced. However, the quiet town remained restless. Unsettling events continued to unfold, as if the night speaker's voice lingered, still present in whispers that echoed through the minds of its inhabitants. Detective Lorne tirelessly worked to unravel the mysteries that plagued the town, connecting the seemingly disconnected occurrences. One evening, as Vincent gazed out of his window, his eyes caught sight of a familiar figure. It was Mrs. Henley, the elderly neighbor whose initial doubts mirrored his own. She shuffled across the street, her steps slower than usual, her eyes carrying the weight of a troubling realization. Concern etched onto his face, Vincent rushed outside to meet her. Mrs. Henley, is everything all right? Is there something you need to tell me? Mrs. Henley's wrinkled face wore a mixture of anxiety and determination. Vincent, I've been doing some digging. The night speaker, he wasn't always faceless. There was an accident, a tragedy that transformed him into what he is now. Vincent's heart skipped a beat. What are you saying, Mrs. Henley? Are you suggesting that the night speaker was once, human? Mrs. Henley nodded, her voice laden with remorse. Yes, Vincent. His name was Jeremiah Blackwood. He was a radio host, known for his dark and captivating stories. 
but one fateful night, during a live broadcast, something went wrong. His voice, his essence, became bound to the radio, trapped in the void between worlds. Vincent's mind spun with these newfound revelations. Jeremiah Blackwood, the night speaker, was once a man like him. The radio, a conduit of his trapped soul, forever yearning for existence. Detective Lorne's voice broke through Vincent's thoughts as he approached. Vincent, Mrs. Henley has made an important discovery. It seems the night speaker's origins hold the key to unraveling his power. Vincent took a deep breath, feeling a mix of determination and sympathy. Then we must find a way to help him, to release Jeremiah's soul from this torment. As the sun sank beneath the horizon, picking up the threads of night, the trio gathered once more. Armed with their newfound knowledge, they embarked on a quest to uncover the lost ritual capable of freeing the night speaker from his spectral prison. Days turned into weeks, and their search became a labyrinth of ancient texts, forgotten legends, and cryptic symbols. But through their unwavering determination, they pieced together the fragments of a ritual that offered the possibility of redemption. Under a moonlit sky, the trio returned to the woods, the very same location where they had severed Vincent's connection to the night speaker. With trembling hands and resolute hearts, they began the ritual, their voices blending into a harmonious chant laden with compassion and hope. As their words faded into the night air, the radio crackled to life once more. Static filled the space, and from the speakers emerged a voice, a faint whisper, no longer malevolent, but filled with a quiet plea for release. Thank you, the night speaker's voice murmured. Thank you for showing me compassion and granting me the chance for redemption. Farewell, my friends. With those bittersweet words, the radio fell silent, and the oppressive darkness lingering over the town lifted like a dissipating fog. The night speaker had found peace at last. Vincent, Detective Lorne, and Marjorie stood there, their hearts heavy with the weight of the night speaker's journey. In that moment, they understood that in the face of darkness, it was not only their strength but their empathy that shaped their victory. As they made their way back to the town, a sense of closure embraced them. The world no longer whispered in fear but in gratitude for their courage. The echoes of the night speaker's influence grew distant, but the impact of their united stand resonated within their souls forever. And so, life continued in the quiet town, forever touched by the tale of Vincent Morrow and the enigmatic night speaker. A story whispered in hushed tones, reminding them of the power of empathy and the profound bonds that can be forged amidst the shadows. The End